Welcome to the Breakfast Leadership Show, where we interview global thought leaders on business, leadership, and life. Here's your host, keynote speaker, best-selling author, and chief burnout officer of the Breakfast Leadership Network, Michael Levitt. Welcome back. I've got Mahmoud Applicator. How are you, sir? I'm doing quite well. Thank you so much for having me on the, uh, on the call. I am so looking forward to this because uh, the work that you do is pretty amazing. So I want to share with the audience a little bit about you, um, very good security and all the awesome stuff you get to do. Yeah, for sure. Um, so, you know, very good security uh, for those of you who are in the cryptography or security space can kind of detect the homage to pretty good privacy, right? <laughs> um, and uh, the idea was that, you know, what if we were able to use our data in the same way that we can use our money today? We don't want to, you know, I don't want to, if you think about kind of like how we use cash today, we exchange value of cash, but we don't physically exchange the currency any longer. And so the idea was, you know, since data is already digital, it's easy for us to be able to kind of build infrastructure that allows us to exchange value, um, especially since the world is getting more and more connected, than to physically exchange data itself, right? Because every time we exchange data, a copy is made and it becomes really difficult to secure. So that's really what VGS is about. It's infrastructure for moving sensitive data such that you don't have to worry about any of the regulations or the, you know, the, the privacy concerns or the compliance issues that come with holding on to that data. Does that make sense? Absolutely. And of course, with the number of countries that we have on this planet, there's hundreds of countries and hundreds of flavors as far as what is required and what isn't, you know, even yeah. down to, you know, when, you know, the UK implemented their uh, email type of stuff. And, you know, in the US and in Canada, we were all scrambling, okay, wait a minute, do we have any clients that are in the UK? Because we have to make sure that we're in compliance with that. Where your system, as far as data exchange and everything else, you know, does that work for you? And it gives you that peace of mind, I would think, for not having to figure out, okay, we're sharing some information, we're doing some work with this company in Egypt or in Syria or wherever the case may be. Okay, what, what's, what's the guidelines there? Uh, because technology, as you know, it's a lot easier to do a lot of things across the globe and you know, even into space if we want to get really picky about it. Um, and I see that happening at some point too as colonization in space or you know, more space stations and things like that, depending on whatever jurisdiction that is. You know, I could see a lot of challenges when it comes to, okay, how does this all make sense? But as far as sending the information, you know, it's as easy as, you know, opening up your refrigerator or cracking open a beer. It's done. Okay, it's been set. Okay. But, you know, the background is, is such a big thing to sort out. So what motivated you to launch this company? Uh like what what started like the whole thing, yeah. um, and so that's a you know you you hit, you hit on a lot of really interesting points, but ultimately it was a just I think it was right coming out of the Home Depot slash Target breaches that were happening and kind of just trying to understand okay well you know why is data security hard I was at that time building a company for payments processing and then I realized that it's you know I had to do a lot of undifferentiated heavy lifting to be able to just launch my company. And part of it was I had to build a shadow company inside of my 
actual business, right? In order for me to protect the you know the the customer's data, and you know when we 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 sold that company to Stripe in 2015. And one of the things is Stripe's like a very popular online payments gateway. It's one of the most valuable startups in the United States today. And, you know, one of the things that we realized was that, oh, it's not about kind of like payments or anything like that. People reached out to us and they're like, hey, you know, we want everything that you folks did at your company except the payments part. So what they were really saying was we wanted that shadow company that you've built internally so that we can have it so then we can apply our own business logic to it. And so that turns out that's kind of what customers want, right? They want us to be able, or they want really to be able to have all the value of that data, of their data, right? So that means like they want to be able to like issue a credit card, write a background check, use a lot of this information to decision-making to understand whether or not they're going to issue a loan, figure out if you are, you know, eligible for the right uh, healthcare insurance, right? All of these things require our functions, if you think of them as in, in the programmatic sense, and they ultimately require an input of sensitive data. And that's really the only reason why customers today collect the sensitive data. Like, you know, companies today are thinking about collecting sensitive data to do something with the data, right? And I and I like and I'm, I'm again I liken this to, you know, um, a bank. If you go to a bank, you know, I'm sure. You know, you go in there, you see the security guard, you give them a nod and you walk away, but you don't go in there when you open up an account in a bank and you're like, tell me about the security of your bank. Like, you don't, you don't say that. So like, why, why don't you say that? It's because it's not about security. It's about trust infrastructure that allows you to maximize value of money, right? That's why you use a bank today. It's a trusted medium for you. And so that's really what VGS is trying to replicate. It's not about security. It's about what can you achieve and what can you unlock if security never bogged you down. And that's the piece that we really, that really kind of like was the aha moment for our company was, hey, folks just want to be able to achieve business outcomes without any of the compliance, you know, security, regulatory overhead of achieving those outcomes. And that's really the, 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 the impetus behind VGS. I love how, you know, the company kind of was birthed out of something else that you were doing. And, you're like, well, okay, I got to address this stuff, and, and congratulations on on Stripe. Um, you know, seeing the value in it, and 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 taking, you know, that that creation, and and you know, putting a few dollars in a secure way, you know, into your wallet for sure. Uh, but I, I think too, one of the things is transactions. We we expect in society because we've been spoiled, and and rightfully so, I guess. We've been able to do things easier. And without thinking about much, it's a lot easier to buy things and have things delivered or have transactions, whether it's buying a home or a car or buying cryptocurrency or investing or whatever the case may be. You know, with our smartphones and technology, we can do a lot and get it, the results that we're wanting back a lot faster than we could even a decade ago. Mm-hmm. And that's because of a lot of mechanisms behind the scenes that are, are doing all of this work. So when you have organizations like yours that are looking for those situations to make it easier, but also you know protect and do all the things that need to be done in order for that data to be usable and and used, quite frankly, for the purpose of whoever is obtaining it, it makes it so much better for all of us. 
Yeah, and, and ultimately it makes it better for the consumer as well, right? I'm sure the consumers, while they are aware, probably don't underestimate the impact you know, identity theft can have in their lives, right? And so most people, you know, I've actually spoken to a few folks who are like, oh, you know, my, stole, my identity has been stolen, but nothing has happened. And it's not about what could happen now. It's about what could happen in the future when you don't when you least expect it, right? Once, once the credit monitoring is over, right? Once this period where they now understand your habits and they can start tracking you. And we're, we haven't even talked about like state government organizations that could potentially use that against us. And so one of, one of the things that, you know, consumers should be aware of is, hey, handling your data is like handling money. And there's, why do you, you know, why as a consumer would you expect anything less than the most pristine way of somebody dealing with your data today, right? And so uh, of with your money today, you want somebody to be able to have the right security mechanisms to be able to safeguard your transactional issues, right? Just like you expect medical records not to be released to the public, right? You'd expect someone to treat your data with the utmost same security. And so the idea is that instead of expecting every single organization in the world to build its own bank vault, why don't we build a centralized bank you know, and it can have decentralized properties, right? But the, the idea is like there's a branch, right? And so the idea you go in there, you deposit your sensitive data, or you, and that's like you deposit your money today, and you can use it without having to go to an ATM to withdraw. And that's the key difference with VGS, right? By inverting that relationship we have with data and just focusing on value and computing on data, we don't need to actually possess the data. And a lot of the problems that we run into today just go away. And so that's the that's where the idea is like consumers ultimately benefit by VGS helping take away this undifferentiated heavy lifting by letting companies build on existing trust infrastructure in the same way that you and I use a bank to like, you know, do the mortgage escrows for our house and all the other things that are really important, notaries and stuff like that. There's a reason why, because banks are trusted infrastructure today and there's a trust in them. And that's the thing that VGS is really trying to replicate. Like your data is money today. And people are monetizing it with or without your knowledge. All we're trying to do is make a slight impact to say, hey, let's figure out a way to do this while still respecting the privacy as well as the um, you know, security needed to be able to handle such a very important asset. And I think that's very, very critical. And that makes sense as you've had the increase in, increase in like internet connectivity and networking today. And so like you're saying, 10 years ago, you know, we basically, it's like, you know, Maslow's hierarchy. We've built a lot of the foundational pieces of, you know, an interconnected global network we call the internet, right? And so, and then the idea is now, okay, now how do we govern, regulate, and build all the different things that we can do so that we can unlock value without, you know, giving the keys to the kingdom here. And I think it just requires a different way to think about the problem. You know, there's so much gold in there because again, People want to share their information, but they want to make sure that it's done in, in a secure way and what they intend to be shared and, and where they want to share it. And I think that makes such a huge difference. And we hear about, of course, you mentioned the Home Depot and the Target situation. Of course, we hear you know, breaches and cyber attacks and you know, ransomware and all the other things that we hear about in the media. And it's like, well, you know, what information they have? Okay, well they have enough information that they could at least start looking and, and tracking your behaviors if they have the right information yeah. like you had mentioned, which 
you know, basically then if they know your behaviors and they could mimic some things that could fly under the radar for a bit, you may not notice it. Or as you mentioned, you know, the, the credit reporting, you know, and keeping tabs on what's going on, you know, that's something that I you know, personally would suggest people always do because you never know. You, know, you may think, oh, Target got hacked. Okay, that doesn't matter. But then you forget that, all right, 15 years ago, you know, when you were just out of high school, you applied for a, a Target credit card and, you know, it didn't get, you know, passed because you had no credit yet, but that information was there with all the information that you provided and that was in their system. And sure enough, you know, you, you look and go, wait a minute, I don't remember opening up this card or what's this all about next oh, thing yeah. you, you you've got a big mess on your hands and it's not easy to clean up. Yeah. Um, and and that that's just if your credit gets damaged. I mean, there's been, of course, all the horror stories that we've heard about people, you know, losing a lot. Um, and it takes time to get that back. It's not a case of oh yeah, sorry about that. All right, we'll just credit your account. And you'll have it tomorrow. No, that's it takes a lot longer in some instances, and you know, sometimes even years to get things cleaned up completely. So that's why it's so important for it to be protected. But again, with data. That's how things get to flow in movies here, and we can navigate through some things. So it's it's one of those things where you have. And I love what your organization does. It's like okay, it protects it, but it makes it you know possible for the information to flow through. But yeah, it's kind of a concierge kind of thing. We're gonna we're gonna have the data, make sure that it's protected along the way. Yeah, I, look, I think I think it's fair for us to take a step back and kind of just you know what we'll say is we'll say look. It's very easy to say, you know, data today powers this economy, the online economy, right? I think it's a, it's a fact, right? And it, it, it also actually inspires customer loyalty. But data security, like, so we, we ran a survey, and we'll be able to publish this soon. We ran a survey on 3,000 just random consumers of different ages, right? And we asked them a question. We were like, hey, you know, tell us a little bit more. Are you willing to share your data with these digital platforms? And so, you know, so without going too much and revealing too much here, what you should realize is that, like, 56% of all consumers were somewhat willing to provide their PII as long as, you know, we're able to assure them that their data will be protected and not shared, right? So just think of it, that's more than half, right? So that basically means if you're building a product today, just demonstrating a commitment to data security gives and inspires confidence for about, you know, let's just, let's just round up 60%, right? So that means six out of 10 folks that visit your website, if you just say like, hey, I take your data seriously, it inspires that confidence. And why, why is that confidence important? Because it inspires trust. Once you inspire trust, then you become a familiar brand, right? So, and if you become a familiar brand, it turns out that is basically ultimately the thing that causes and gives you the most value, right? Like what's the difference between a Nike sneaker and a Payless shoe? It's very similar, except you know, one has a Nike brand and one doesn't, right? And so my, there's, a, there's a reason why brand is actually the inherent value that we find value itself. So by definition, by being able to establish yourself as a trustworthy consumer, right? Oh, sorry, trustworthy service to consumers, you're able to actually impact your brand overall. I'm not going to fear monger you and tell you, hey, you don't want to be breached and you're going to pay a lot of fines and stuff like that. I think that's not enough of an incentive. I think it's important for us to realize if you're starting a business today, you want to be a brand. You want to be a recognized brand of trust because that's the thing that's valuable. And so for me, I just, I'm able to equate, and I think this is very important, VGS is able to equate and says, hey, don't do this yourself. There's no reason to, right? And so it's like, you know, just 
inherit the trust infrastructure and build your own brand with trust, you know, with the trust principles without having to build it again or redoing it yourself. It's not, it's, you know, I just don't see why that investment would make sense for folks in the same way that as consumers of banks, you and I don't build our own bank vault, right? We have PO boxes, we have and use the services of our banking um, infrastructure today. So I think it's very similar. If we treat our data like money and realize that it is currency that powers this connected economy and loyalty for our customers, then we have to treat it the same way we treat money today, right? Agreed. And I love, and you've mentioned a couple times, is we don't need to build our own vault or our own this there's you know mechanisms and systems like yours that are out there and i find so many entrepreneurs will try to build things their own and roll out their own initiatives and they're just spending time on things and and researching stuff that really isn't in their wheelhouse of what their brand is about they're spending so much time on well, i gotta get the systems right or i gotta do this or i gotta you know the accounting's gotta be done and all and i'm like why are you doing all of that? Yeah, yeah. I your, said, your, your focus is growth, right? Your focus as an entrepreneur is growth until yeah. you know, you're a public company and maybe you can talk about cost cutting, but really your focus is growth. That's why venture capital is really interesting because it says, hey, as long as you, are, you have a path to better economics, here's some cash, right? Burn through it for growth, right? That's, it's all an exchange of growth. And so the idea becomes that's to be your number one focus. And you know what doesn't move the needle? data secure. It doesn't move the needle if you do it yourself. It's just like saying, I need to own my own data center. At the end of the day, if you are growing, somebody else is monitoring that space. And if that space is accessible to someone faster by lowering barriers to entry and then taking a much more effective approach, then why would you not have that assist? I mean, if NASA could launch its Voyager rockets to do a gravity assist instead of using rockets so that, you know, it's able to cat, you know, I'm not sure if you're familiar, but they use the gravity assist to, to, uh, across several planets to increase that velocity of the Voyager rockets, one of the Voyager rockets. And if they can do that, then why would you also, you know, decide to say, no, 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 you know what, I'm going to do this myself, right? Or no, 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 I'm going to, this is a core competency because at the end of the day, your competitors, it's not a core competency for them, right? And so just like owning your own data center is no longer a core competency, and so that's what I'm trying to understand is like, you know, but it's very hard to change that mindset. It's very hard to relinquish that kind of control, but we do it every day. When I give my money, when I give my money to the bank, I've relinquished control. I no longer possess the physical currency, right? But I have the value. It's a number on my screen that I log into, right? And I can move it and I can change it, but I, I've relinquished control to possessing that currency today. And so it's very, very important for us to be able to say, you know, do you actually need the physical custodianship or digital custodianship of data if all you want is to extract value from it. And, you know, nine times out of 10 is no, you don't need it, right? And it affects things like even, you know, the federal government, like Office of Personnel Management actually was hacked, right? And so a lot of like CIA operative names were potentially leaked. Like, do you see like how that cascade? It's no longer just like protect my commerce online. It's literally national security stuff. And so I feel like it's very important for us to take a step back and try to understand, okay, do we actually need the possession of the data or is it possible for us to just exchange value without needing the custodianship? And VGS exists. Sole mission is to say, listen, 
what we call a zero data mission, which is very similar to Salesforce, there's no software, right? Um, the idea is that you don't need data to operate your business. You just need to extract value of your data to operate your business. And that, that, that's the goal here. That's the thing that we're trying to say. And I think that's what was going to be my next question is, you know, where do you think, see things going over the next, you know, three to five years? I used to say, you know, the next five to 10 years, but the way the world changes, even three years is like, you know, nothing anymore. It's like we, we move forward so fast on innovation, but where do you see things going? Yeah. So that's a really important thing that you're saying. So as like, I think this is a, like, if we take a step back and kind of understand what were some of the biggest things that we really liked as consumers in this world today? Like we love the fact that Google's search results were instant. We love that one click purchase button from Amazon, right? Like this is as consumers. We really like, you know, um, we like great user experience. We like, you know, uh, an incredible obsession on making the users just constantly use your product over and over again. And I feel like over the next couple of years, we're going to start to see embedded financial services really, you know, uh, grow. We're going to see embedded workflows of mashing of different industries. For example, your insurance provider can start giving you different healthcare quotes and stuff like that. Like, you know, insurance could be like, you know, car insurance or whatever. My point is like, it's all going to be a mix of things and it's going to allow you to ultimately have an identity. And we're going to move to this concept of a unified identity where, you know, a lot of that data that you offer is in exchange for these services, but ultimately it's going to go into the battle of like, okay, I need it just like we had the battle of the users in the, you know, early two thousands. I think we're going to have the battle of the identity in the next five to 10 years and who's going to own the identity. Right? And Apple, if you haven't noticed, is slowly making a move into that by discussing one of its core differentiators is its privacy and its platforms. It created privacy nutrition labels, if you will, on these little apps. I don't know if you've looked on the app store. It says like this app exchanges your data, it links your data, it does all this stuff. And so by creating themselves as a brand for privacy, they have actually created, they've used as a differentiator so that you can give them more and more of your information. And so now they understand who you are as an identity. And eventually they'll be able to say, let's get into transactions with Apple Card. Let's get into banking. I'm sure that's on the roadmap. My point is, eventually you're going to see a one-stop shop for these big organizations and they're going to continue to innovate and it's going to be acquiring everything about you. And I think that's where the battle is going to be. And so in the future, you're going to start to see the shift on who's going to own the identity. And I think it's important for consumers to realize that that's, you know, they have an option to say, it could be this company. It could be, they, or they have an option to say, I want to own my identity and I want to be able to give access to my data, but also have a, the ability to revoke it in the future. Does that make sense? Oh, definitely. And yeah, I've seen that coming and, and with especially the innovations of all the big companies, you know, the, you know, the, the Facebooks, the Apples, the Googles, uh, the Microsofts, all these people, you know, they're, uh, the, the, the data is going to be the crucial, crucial thing. And, you know, buying it's currency. it's currency, man, it's currency. It is. It's currency for them and understanding, you know, what you do not just what you purchase, but what you do mm-hmm. um, will dictate on how they can market things to you and say, mm-hmm. okay, you, oh, it looks like you went to a convenience store. You know, oh, you bought this. Yeah. You, yeah, here. Side, yeah. Yeah. We can give you this 
you know, at a lower price and have it auto delivered to your home. Um, and it seems like Thursdays are a good day when you're home because you're working remotely that day. It gets, you know, borderline, you know, for some people that might be a little creepy and other people might say, well, that's actually pretty convenient because that's how it works out. But it's a convenience thing for them, but also it gives them, you know, really fine tuned. That's, you know, we see it already in, you know, marketing and ads and everything else. You know, that that kind of stuff's already around. Um, And sometimes I try to gamify it a little bit just to play with them. And I'll I'll look up something completely out of blue. And of course, I see it in, you know, ads for the next three months. I'm like, I never buy that product. Why am I key seeing it? It's like, okay, that's what it is. And over time, that's going to get better. They're going to realize, oh, wait a minute, you know, he's never bought this before. And it'll, that particular product will vanish from being recommended or suggested to me. And what I actually use will come up. And that's just a example of uh, a trillion different options and opportunities that why this, this data is so important and, and what we're going to see. So, yeah. Mahmoud, I've loved this conversation. Where can people find out more about you, VGS, and everything else you're doing? Yeah, so the website's pretty easy to remember. There's a shorthand for it, vgs.io or verygoodsecurity.com. And our Twitter handle is at getvgs. You know, feel free to catch us there. Um, and if you tweet there, I'll be able to see it. So someone will ping me and I'll be able to respond to you. But yeah, um, we're hiring um, for any type of position. You know, so if anybody wants to, you know, potentially come in and join us on this really ambitious mission, we'd love to have them. Awesome. And I'll definitely have that in the show notes. So thank you again for your time today. Congratulations on this extremely important work and uh, continued success. Thank you so much. I appreciate it. Thanks for listening to the Breakfast Leadership Show, part of the Breakfast Leadership Network. Visit breakfastleadership.com for tips on empowering your business and your life.